Hello, I am Cody Ellingham, and this is the Transformation of Value podcast. This show is brought to you by Swarbricks, the first law firm in New Zealand to accept Bitcoin for legal services. The Swarbricks team are Bitcoiners, and they are knowledgeable about the legal aspects of Bitcoin in New Zealand, as well as general legal advice. Swarbricks offers a 20% discount for services paid in Bitcoin. Find out more at swarbricks.co.nz Bitcoin. Now, in today's episode, I catch up with BitKiwi Paul. We talk about the next BitKiwi meetup that is happening on Saturday, October 28th in Auckland. We also discuss the social layer of Bitcoin in New Zealand and how it has grown enormously over the last 12 months. This time last year, I didn't really know any Bitcoiners in person, but here we are with a thriving community of Bitcoin projects, businesses and collaborations that I'm involved in. And I know there are many others out there doing the same. A lot of proof of work has gone into building on Bitcoin over the last few years and that is going to be extremely important as more and more people start learning about Bitcoin. I do hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to get in touch please send me an email at hello at the transformation of value.com and I will get back to you. Otherwise on to the show. <laughs> Any uh no it's all good this won't go on the recording. Um, so I just feel we need to we need to let it out. We've just had a good chat. We had a guy come in, mm. we were talking Bitcoin policy, change, how to build new kinds of leadership structures and organizations. And it was, uh, well, it was a good two hour chat we just had before mm. this. Yeah, super interesting guy. That was really good. And you're definitely right. He's Bitcoin adjacent. Is that what, what do we call it? He's a Bitcoiner who doesn't know it yet. A pre-coiner. Yeah. 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 There's something powerful about that though, because they share... A lot of the values but they haven't mm. come to bitcoin as a conclusion yet yeah he's a thinker who asks good questions another two hours he's done yeah <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people out there like that who uh hold the values and they mm. understand the me- mechanical way that bitcoin can work you know the, the engineering side the technology side but then pairing that with kind of some of the political social pieces that it sometimes just takes like a spark to activate mm. that and then they see it and it's i think we're going to see more of that in the coming years yeah there are tons of people like that you can feel it when you talk to them you can the things they talk about and how they think you're like mm, yeah i can see this here but but again the inescapable conclusion of mine lately is that someone to really become a bitcoiner they've got to do it themselves um, spent so much time agonizing over how to explain it to people and trying to get a message across and started, I think that's also a sign of it when you're first when you're early in Bitcoin when you first get it and the penny kind of drops and you get all over excited and you just want to orange pill the world and you're really motivated and then you sort of move through that and you realize that geez no people have got to got to do it for themselves well I, I think there's also most people aren't ever going to really conceptualize what happened and what it really means it's just going to Mm. happen it's just going to happen to them and they will be passive observers and i don't Mm. you know i don't think they're going to have agency really we are the ones who do the work and provide the the freedom framework that they will exist in but they're not going to be the ones who are trying to achieve that Mm. it's sort of like the myth of the, the popular uprising like there will be no you know the people standing up to support this i think it will just happen yeah and they'll be like oh sweet you know like the internet yeah like the yeah. internet that's right you and know. it's kind of sad though because i like you know 
this romantic notion of everybody suddenly seeing some light and yay we get it but no actually you're right most people that's what's happening with with a lot of people now a small minority compared to world population well and doing all that work and building things and innovating and turning this protocol into what it's going to be and yeah you're right everybody else will just follow along behind and well society civilizations built upon the shoulders of those who came before and you know every, every everything you know the light bulb electricity you know we didn't come up with this in our generation it was just prior art that it was transmitted and we inherited mm-hmm. it and so we, what can we give to our human descendants you know in the future what mm-hmm. legacy can we leave behind um i think that's not the kind of thing a lot of people think about but it's important you know are we going to leave leave the world in a better place mm. and that can be taken with some kind of environmental kind of angles as well which i think is problematic but in terms of just the standard of living it's certainly going down and things are getting worse as the end of the empire comes comes upon us but there's actually something we can do here yeah it's exciting <laughs> It's exciting. I mean, yeah, they actually hadn't thought too much about that. The f- well, I have thought that before, but I hadn't thought about the reality. It's a little bit sad that not everyone will go through that same kind of moments of enlightenment enlightenment as they start to understand Bitcoin. Having said that, when the internet came in, I do remember in the sort of late 90s it started, as it started going really mainstream, that there was this wave of optimism where people were wanting to understand what this thing was, why it's becoming so popular. And there was this this narrative of what this is going to enable and when they used to call it, you know, the information superhighway and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess we've got that to look forward to because I, I think at the moment we don't yet have that in properly in Bitcoin, although we do. Um, it's clouded by crypto and it's clouded by... Um, people's perception of Bitcoin as an investment product um, and so once we start the mainstream starts to understand that better and that that's not what it is then maybe we'll see the great awesome optimistic wave I've got a uh, I'm keen to put my, my prediction out there but as I said to you on, on Signal Group the other day I think I think it's begun again I think there's a couple of things that have happened that make me let me rephrase that I think things can change on the drop of a dime and the things have just changed and locally in New Zealand it's been the election and just kind of getting through that. Not that that has any material impact on Bitcoin but I think it's like change, any kind of change helps and it's Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, we're just rotating out of the old ways of doing things. Got uh, various projects and ventures that you and I are involved in, and, and other Bitcoiners that we know are building stuff, and it's kind of happening a little bit under the radar at the moment, but it's ready to emerge mm. in a few different projects. Um, there's just a few things happening locally and then globally, all this stuff happening, and I'm like, man, I think the moment's coming, and I, and I think the pennies, the the, the 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 pennies dropped that money printers that the money can only be printed now. There's no other mm. way for the US Fed and all these you know, central banks and that to get out of this. And so you'd be a fool to just keep believing in that. Like, I think that trust mm. has been burnt. It's going to be interesting to see in the next uh, bull run. I don't even like that term, <laughs> but in the next... <laughs> 
through that period. What the next thing is, right? Because we had the last one, we had this explosion of these of, of crypto exchanges and people earning yield and you know not cust no farming, custody or farming yield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we saw all these Celsius and FTX and all these um, Ponzi's just collapse and. Um, so I feel like I feel like the the world's seen that happen, and perhaps those things have done their dash, and there'll be a different focus on those sorts of things. So what is it going to be in the next one to two years? Yeah. I hope we're not going to see recycling of some new exchanges just standing up and just repeating that whole disaster. And I remember I was very new into Bitcoin. I was like, oh, you can start with the exchange, and then as you get more knowledge, you can withdraw it into your own custody. Having optionality. Because if your only option is easy crypto or Binance or something, then I don't know, that's a certain custodial model, at least with the, the exchanges, that I don't think is healthy. Mm. Um, at least easy crypto promotes self-custody. I mean, it's the only way to do it with, with easy crypto. But I think having other options available can't be a bad thing, especially mm. if they're self-custodial. Self um, I I'm excited to see more of this. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Um I really like the article that um, Andrew wrote, or the articles he wrote a KYC one and a non-KYC one on the mm. Kiwi Bitcoin Guide mm. about how about all the different ways you can get it in New Zealand and comparing and stuff. I thought those articles were pretty fantastic, and I had some people reach out to me from Bitcoin Austria because they'd orange peeled a bunch of New Zealanders they knew who were coming back to New Zealand. Oh yeah, yeah. So they randomly DM'd me and said, "Hey." Orange pilled a bunch of New Zealanders are coming back. How, and what are the best ways to buy Bitcoin in New Zealand? And I thought, oh, God, this is opening a can of worms. What am I going to say? And then it was just light bulb moment. I was like, here you go. Just sent them those links to those articles and they're off and running. Yeah, what, what it feels like <clears throat> is it's like building up this body of knowledge and this kind of the resources that are needed. Because there's a couple of projects, you know, in, in that that are in the pipeline or that have recently launched, which if we compare it with a year ago, there was, mm. you know, there's very little, and and even Bit Kiwi and having the meetups. Like, I feel like there's a lot more, for lack of a better word, Bitcoin infrastructure in New Zealand, kind of at the social layer, at mm. least, you know, hundred percent. It's amazing when you look at it. Like, when I think about one year ago, I was sending tweets like, oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have this first meetup, and I think I sent a tweet like, oh, you know, New Zealand's behind the curve. There's really nothing going on, so let's change that. Like, just sort of cheesy motivational calls and stuff. I could never make that claim now. Um, or perhaps, I wouldn't say we're ahead of the curve, but I made a list the other day of just all the people and projects I'm aware of going on in Bitcoin in New Zealand. And it's a long list now. And there's some people doing awesome things. And there's some cool websites that have been built out there, some services. There's just the community's just blowing up, really. There's just, it's awesome. I, I, I absolutely agree. And I think we're in this interesting place where not all of it has been launched yet and and you know there's a few mm. projects that we know about that you know are not ready to go public just yet but there's certainly a lot of stuff out there which in the next say uh, i'd say at least the next six months and certainly mm. before the halving will be in production and i'm super bullish on all of that like it's it's all happening yeah. and I, I think i mean it's still a small country and, and there's a lot of global influence but i think the infrastructure is starting to emerge and yeah. like taking stock of what the fundamentals are, like how do you get Bitcoin? How do you learn about Bitcoin? How do you meet Bitcoiners? How do you interact with Bitcoin businesses? All of these aspects of the circular economy 
are starting to yeah happen well most of those things are kind of out there already um and then yeah as you say some projects coming that are going to get pretty exciting i reckon um and there's definitely the new zealand bitcoin circular economy is on its way it's coming it's going to be fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited for that and the more i think the more bitcoiners we meet locally you know that network continues to grow um mm. and the meetups have been great for facilitating that um yeah i'm really excited for auckland next week yeah because <clears throat> we've yeah it's first first bit kiwi up in auckland um we've had a couple of people travel down um before we started bit kiwi we went to a meetup up there and met a few that i hope to i hope we'll be coming to this one see them again in, um since last year but <laughs> Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really excited actually about Auckland because there'll be a, a different sort of group. I mean, there's a lot of Bitcoiners we know travelling up as well who we used to hang out with. Um, but yeah, but, you know, Auckland's such a big city compared to the other New Zealand cities. There must be a ton of cool Bitcoiners up there. Um, you know, I've had lots of messages and interaction with a ton of proper Bitcoiners that I've not met before or heard from before. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping for decent numbers. Um, yeah, it should be bloody good actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm sad I won't be able to be up there, but I think, um, it's, it's going to be good. I mean, as the biggest city, it surely has, mm. you know, a large number of, of Bitcoiners and latent Bitcoiners. So sort of waiting around for something to happen perhaps. And, um, I think BitKiwi is perfect for it. Um, so what is that Saturday? Yeah. So Saturday, um, October 28th, 2pm at um, Brothers Beer in Mount Eden, who are solvent. Yes. Um, so they did go into liquidation a while back, but we're at their main brewery bar, which is still pumping. And uh, I believe, oh, I haven't seen the latest news, but I believe they're getting taken over or so. I'm not sure, but they're remaining open and they're still operating and they're fine um, in that respect. So... And yeah, they've been really good and engaging to um, help organise with us. We've got a cool space there. Um, we'll be setting up to receive Bitcoin for drinks again. Uh, we've also got the latest edition of Bitcoin Magazine just arrived, so we'll take some of those up and um, be selling those there for Bitcoin only, of course. <laughs> Although, who, who, you... who wants fear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So, no, nah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, we're we're also thick in the planning for Queenstown at the moment, which I'm getting pretty bloody excited about actually. Um, we're starting to expand that into something. We've um, so yeah, but but Kiwi Eight will be Queenstown February seventeenth, um, but it's actually more like February sixteenth, February eighteenth. It's a bit of a weekend oh, yeah. endeavour. Um, so we're going to have a, a a dinner for anyone and everyone in Bitcoin um, the night before. Um, then we've got the event on the Saturday the 17th starting at 1pm and we've just booked two speakers, Rob Clarkson, Brandon Boucher. Um, so yeah, we have two speakers there which would be really cool. Um, we're also in discussion with a couple of merchants that accept Bitcoin to set up um, at the event um, and we're actually looking for a couple more. So, you know, if anybody listening is into Bitcoin as a, and, and is a merchant that likes to accept Bitcoin and would like to come along and set up then definitely get in touch with us queenstown is a hub for bitcoin man there's a, it is a bunch like, of bitcoin businesses yeah down there. we've been meeting with um 
Rob and Brandon has discussed and planned a bit and as an extension I've reached out to a couple of Bitcoiners down there and there is a real bit of a scene down there that Rob I know has been uh, fostering over the last couple of years He's, he, he runs a meetup down there um, and yeah and he's just put us in touch with some really cool guys and the venue it's at Yonder um, the guy that owns that is a Bitcoiner and so this is actually the first time we've been organising an event um, where we've actually got a venue manager or owner who's enthusiastic and really wants to work with us and make it awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're working with him on that. Um, and he accepts Bitcoin now. Um, and his, he owns, Yondi also owns the World Bar next door and they accept Bitcoin. Um, so there will be Bitcoin accepted over the bar at the event. That's hope, amazing. Which is going to be cool. Um, and yeah, and then we're now just, we don't have details yet, but we're organizing a bit of a something of a get together the next day as well. Um, but we still haven't finalized some of that, so I can't, can't say just yet. But yeah, making a bit of a des- destination event, try and get the Bitcoiners traveling down there, a bit of a weekend in Queenstown for all things Bitcoin, which should be amazing. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. And it should be beautiful weather around that time of year. Um, so it'll yeah. be nice in Queenstown on the lake there um it's I, I think you guys have certainly put in the proof of work with with the the bit kiwi meetups um there's just something special about them and i think people really look forward to them and i think it's had a huge impact on the new zealand bitcoin community having that sort of social uh layer you know, mm. manifest where you can actually meet people and, and 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 that's where i think a lot of these projects have come about over the last year has been through that social layer yeah, I hope so. I hope we've, because that was the intention. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we really, actually that respect has probably gone better than we thought, you know. It felt like a bit of a, putting yourselves out there of something that could just have a man and his dog show up. Um, but now Bitcoiners have just loved it and really embraced it. And yeah, we're really thankful for all the people that turn up and just, you know, the chat is so interesting and yeah, seeing people siphon off into little groups and start sort of collaborating each other and, you know, creating connections and relationships out of people that they've met at, at the meetups is pretty satisfying. And then getting, you know, we've, you know, finally been going a year or so, but we've become friends with all these people um, and just uh, this community has developed and it's, a, it's an awesome community to be involved with, like just really positive um, motivated, energetic people. It's just really refreshing. You know, there's there's no complaining that goes on. Everyone's so forward focused and positive about the future and wanting to get right into this. Um, it's just a really cool environment. And so, a lot of the time, you don't want to leave. That's quite often why we don't want to. Um, it's quite often why we book dinners after them and things like that because people just want to carry on. Yeah, well, as I mentioned it to someone. I was like, yeah, we, we usually turn up around one, two o'clock, and we just stay there the whole day. And, and he's like, what are you guys doing? I said, oh, we just we just talk about Bitcoin and stuff. And I, I think you have to sort of experience it to really yeah, understand. You do, but. The way I, I think I was thinking about it, and, and this kind of relates to the conversation we were having um, with, with the the other guy just prior to this, you know, this ability of small groups of people to activate pa- powerful change is is really quite mm. important, and it's like, uh, you know, the the decentralized nature of these groups, where it's like you have an idea, you want to activate it, you find someone who's interested, and you just start collaborating, start working on it. It, it really reflects uh, some of that 
uh, Austrian economics uh, perspective around the way economies organize you know and, and mm. Hayek talks about the use of knowledge in society and how you know no 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 central authority can understand everything that's going on and that's kind of the folly of central mm. planning is you, you can't know what everyone's thinking yeah and and in a way Bitcoin kind of fixes that because people you know people are attracted to building stuff together and and they find where their strengths and weaknesses are and they create these kind of groups and businesses and mm. ideas and it's like uh very pragmatic and very productive way of doing things um and and i think yeah just what we've seen in the last year is really a testament to that the power mm. of motivated individuals to get shit done basically yeah and there is good like tapping into that there's good skills sharing like you know i can't build websites i'm not a lightning developer i'm not this i'm not that but i've just met all these people who are all these different things and so then you've got an idea and you're like actually you know what we can do this i can i've had i've got the idea and i can put this together and think about it this way and then now i know someone who does that and i know someone who does that and these people are of the personality type in bitcoin that they would love to get stuck into it they're not oh god you know they're just like hey that sounds cool let's do it you know, I love, I mean, uh, and shout out to, um, you know, Rob Clarkson, but, you know, I message him at like midnight on Telegram or something. I'm like, oh, you know, can we update the website? Can we do this? And it's like, it, it, within like five minutes, he's like replied to me or something. Like he's yeah. just, and I'm the same, you know, people message me and yeah uh, about stuff or, you know, they give me a recommendation, you know, who to reach out to for the show or whatnot. And it's like, there's just this, um, it's kind of the, uh, I think that there's kind of willingness to just, jump into action and to just do mm. and i they talk about it in regards to like the old samurai warriors and they're, they're sort of like there's this way of being where they're like they're ready to pounce into battle i think there's like yeah. a phrase yeah. for it but it's like you know you're always you know you're you're, you're kind of ready to go mm. and it's not like oh you know i gotta get up and do this it's like no let's go yeah. Let's go now, man. Yeah, Don't I mean, fuck I've, around. I've talked to you heaps of times on this podcast about how that's what I've turned into and that's what I feel all the time and I just can't get enough of it. I love it. Um, but I love that Bitcoin is the Samurai Warriors. It's a new one. Sorry. I, no, I like sorry. it. I like I'm, it. I'm taking it. No, it's coming out of... Um, oh, there's this whole book. It's like... It just yeah, it really rang true at the time. Yeah, war, sorry, a warrior, a magician, lover, king. But it's just like all of the different archetypes, um, you know. Yeah. Um, it's sort of just around the different kind of roles, masculine roles and stuff. And the warrior one, he really talks about this, you know, the kind of the warrior, the poet kind of ready, you know, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're doing a, a poem and then you're ready to pull out the katana and go and, do, you know, strike down the enemy. It's this kind of yin and yang thing. It's funny about readiness because it's so true now. And I'm just thinking about interactions with Bitcoin. And so many times I've got an idea and I'll message one of them out of the blue. Hey, what did you think about this? And it's just... I've barely put the phone down and I can see the little dots. <laughs> such and such is typing. I'm like, really? <laughs> so you, you say that you're not particularly good at building things, but I, I have a, a box in the corner there that is testament to your engineering capabilities. Yeah, uh, I should have contrasted that. I'm not um, a good um, uh, builder of on, on computers. <laughs> but, you know, I'll back myself to build something physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, it's it's the... I think of it as the the best box <laughs> I've ever seen <laughs> containing my, my mining equipment. Um, but it just, I don't know. I remember because we, we built it together and, I mean, it was mostly you, but it's, uh, I don't know, just such a well-engineered enclosure for a, 
a, a Bitcoin miner. I'm in, incredibly proud of our effort on it. Every time I see it, it makes me happy. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, you can't beat that. You know, that is worth a day's labor just for that. Just yeah. for every time I get to see that thing again, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is what it felt like in the in the ancient times, you know, or, you know, the Renaissance, you know, they've just built a new cathedral. They've just, you know, mm. finished the masterpiece and this like generations can bask in his glory and appreciate what it means um wow it goes back to proof of work doesn't it it's proof of work imagine if you'd for the same cost by ignoring labor costs but for the same material cost if you just purchased a box that did the same job it just wouldn't bring you the same level of joy you'd work and you'd be like if there was a tiny problem with that box you'd be like oh what's wrong with our box let's fix it how are we going to do that if you bought a box for the same price but didn't put in any proof of work yourself and there was something wrong with it. It'd be like, oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. Freaking shop. What have they sold me? Like, it'll make you angry instead of, you know, like, it's a different, it's just a whole different, uh, you know, proof of work. It's just, it's everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been thinking um, what I can do because I, I got the node as well. Um, and so I'm thinking, like, oh, do I put it in the box? Do I, because it's just sitting, sitting over next to the box at the moment. But it's like with the minor and then the node, I've got, like almost it's like the complete unit yeah and then i got my you know my, my wallet or whatever so it's like yeah i've got and the entire bitcoin system localized you are your own bank right I, now uh, <laughs> you're literally minting currency <laughs> managing it transacting it all from your own little central hub from my citadel yeah, yeah from your citadel that's right uh, yeah that's cool man yeah it's it's exciting i i the pleasure that that gives me to talk about it is cool. The Citadel is just profound, and I don't know. Like, I, I, maybe the next thing is maybe, maybe the current thing is Bitcoin meetups, but maybe the next thing is Bitcoin Citadel building. Hmm. Like, oh, that's the dream, my dream. That'd be know, really cool. Why? You know, get the. If I keep on hodling, man, it might only be a couple of halvings away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think we've already got the the beginnings of it here. Like, well, yeah, we do in principle. Yeah, I guess. I guess you, when you mention Citadel, you sort of dream of this like castle on an island or something. But actually, of, yeah, Epstein's yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they belong. Yeah. He certainly built his own version of a Citadel, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but actually, no. If you just bring it back to the roots, you're right. You know, you build your own banking infrastructure with Bitcoin, and that's you know that's the core of your Citadel right there, and then you can start. So building the, out the merchants of venice you know we've got you know we, the different way you know we're at we're our own banks and if i get my own fediment going on i can have you know my federated yeah. federated cody coin <laughs> you, you know that's useful within the realm um <laughs> i don't know i mean it's, pe it's pegged to bitcoin so it's all good but um i don't know i mean that's a charming and e-cash thing I, mm. I don't I, I could see that being a thing in the future you know like mm. sats are under you know, underneath it all, but people have their own federated currency that they're using in certain situations. Um, yeah, I'm not too well across that, but when I had it explained to me, I got really, at the time, got quite enthusiastic and excited and thought, yeah, that sounds like it could work. But then what's even more exciting is the solutions that are going to come. Like, it's just such early days, yeah, and the things people are going to build on these second, third, fourth, fifth layers, it's just going to be amazing to behold we're just so early it's just begun oh man that, that, i'm already seeing the open the way open innovation is just changing everything like you know messing around with that swiss bitcoin pay yeah i love that thing 
that's that's fucking mm. amazing mm. and uh, you know it's just you know for point of sale payments you know and you can hook it up to your own lightning wallet and so it's just mm. ex- for accepting payments and it just works mm. and I was thinking, man, if you wanted to build something like that, like a point of sale app that interfaces with the fiat system, you you know, how many different people would you have to get permission from, and you know, what bank would have to be backing you, mm. and yet this this software, you just sign up with an email and it works, and anyone could build stuff like that on Bitcoin. And it shows how a subtle difference, a, a, a fairly actually compared to you know standing on the shoulders of giants type thing. When you compare it to the other solutions that we've seen doing similar things. You know, someone had this idea it was just a subtle improvement that just made all the difference is what it felt like to me. Because when I was on a call with Rob and Brandon, they explained it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But I just, my, you know, I'm not always up to the play with all these tools. And I couldn't quite, from what they explained, determine the key difference with things I've already seen or used. But then when you demoed it to me, I was like, wow, okay. So there's like just a couple of subtle differences from other interfaces or systems I've seen or used that have made all the difference here. And this thing is just beautiful out of the box like this. Um, and, you know, I'm not I'm not always at the cutting edge of technology, really. I'm not necessarily an early adopter on a lot of these types of tools. But I went straight home and got that thing going at home and was just like, great. And so now we're going to use that um, for Bitcoin Magazine at BitKiwi7 in Auckland and that should be well I can't wait to try it actually just because it's just such a nice little interface on the device you know and then I can manage it from a hub dashboard you can see laptop. the order you can see the orders coming yeah. in yeah and I can you know I can link it to whatever wallet I wish to use I mean just to set it up in haste when I got home I just connected it to my wallet of Satoshi um, but even then you know just the, the custodial type thing like that I'm mean, even then I'm like well at least it's still easy and it's working already it's and yeah I can figure that out later it's all good yeah I'm excited man as I said like I'm, I'm just feeling like it's it's coming it's coming together now like you know we've been in this kind of melee just different things going on in the world but Bitcoin's just been chugging along because people have been building and mm. think about think about it like this you know we we uh, you know the royal we have been building stuff you know, many of the people around us have been building stuff, and a lot of it hasn't quite come to, to to market yet, or it's still you know to be released. But they haven't not been doing anything, mm. um, and globally that's the case as well. And mm. so over the last you know one to two years, people have just been heads down building, and so it's maybe an avalanche of stuff because you know what what's a product cycle like maybe twelve months to get an idea through to a, like a an MVP or something. I don't know, but maybe over the last six 12 months people have been building stuff and it's only going to be now or from now on that a lot of that's going to be starting to come production mm. ready mm. You know, a lot of the different um this is a great time to be rolling time. out products and get them bedded in and, and working because it's not so early because if it had been say a year ago or six months ago so you know the, the so-called mm. crypto winter or whatever but it it's like yeah there's a certain uptick and the emergence of a lot of things, I think, projects w- w- will happen and continue to happen. And I think, you know, looking at the Bolt, uh, you know, the Bolt 12, Bolt 13 on, on Lightning, uh, looking at some of the BIPs and stuff for, for Bitcoin base chain, some of the social layer stuff, and just the professionalization of a lot of that as well. You know, some mm-hmm. of these different groups trying to engage at political, social levels with Bitcoin and Bitcoin advocacy as well. Um 
I think just a lot of that is is just like groundswell. I mean, it really mm. is grassroots. Um, it's exciting. It's really exciting. It's really cool. I can't wait to see these things unfolding and the new stuff coming out. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Mm. That might be... That might be us, man. I think, uh, to be fair, I, we, we had prior to this conversation, we were talking about Bitcoin for like an hour with someone else. So yeah, I felt yeah. like we probably should have, it would have been a bit too much probably to mic, mic the three of us up at that point. But <laughs> that was that was a good chat. It was, yeah. That he, was really cool. He was, he was a pre-coiner, but he, he gets it. Mm. He there was, It's like, no, there's no judgment. He just was listening quietly, mm. nodding his head, asking questions. Mm. it's like that's and I was thinking man that's the way to approach a subject that you don't know much about is to just be curious and humble and just kind of see what it has to teach you sometimes you come across those types of people I love talking to those types of people just really get to have a good intellectually honest conversation Um, yeah there's nothing better that I love than seeing someone really smart and you just just it's almost like you can see their brain just revolving in their head and they're thinking and thinking and sometimes when you meet someone like that i can't wait to see what they say next because i'm like man this i don't know who this person is but i can tell he seems to have a really high iq and he's a really deep thinker i can't wait till he opens his mouth and they often do not disappoint yeah 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 (laughs) Of those people. Hey, I wanted to take the opportunity a little bit to just announce our next two events after the two we're in planning for. So we've talked about BitKiwi 7, um, 28th um, October, uh, BitKiwi 8, Queenstown, February 17th. And we're now just starting our first bits of planning on BitKiwi 9, which will be the New Zealand halving party uh, in April. So date venue still to come but we're organizing a halving party there for wellington uh in april and also confirming we'll be doing bit kiwi 10 we'll be going back to christchurch in july um so can't wait to go back to christchurch it was great at bit kiwi 4 when we went there really loved it um so looking forward to that christchurch bitcoiners can't wait to see us again yeah um so yeah that's our next little schedule um and we're planning longer term than that. We're going nowhere. These things are going to be quarterly and definitely. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if we get that bull market next year, what sort of attendees we get. Oh, yeah, it'll you be know, interesting. Could, yeah, could turn into a bunch of us. Hopefully doesn't turn into a bunch of us. Bitcoiners educating shit coiners, but hey. It's part of the part of the world I, we live in. Sometimes I, I think I think we're beyond that, man. Like I think that's sort of, hopefully sort of, I think that's a holdover from 2017. Like mm. the, even the current crop, I, I think it's it's come through from that sort of ICO boom. But like with the SEC and the securities law stuff and all of that, I think it's all just going to compress down into basically Bitcoin's the only thing that matters. And with increasing geopolitical issues. And just people feeling the pinch of cost of living. Mm. They're going to be really like, okay, what is this thing? How is it helping me in terms of the mm. Bitcoin lifeboat? And I think that's going to be a lot a lot more interesting. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting conversations. Yeah, and I mean, every day that goes on, you see these, the supposed use cases and successes, planned success for these shit coins fall, falling over because it's just not happening. You know, like you've seen Ethereum's proof, proof of stake and it's just 
it's doesn't appear to be <laughs> in a positive state. Just just declining. And I see during the FTX court case, the chat about Solano made me laugh. Like FTX developers can turn it off, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Cardano or whatever it is pr- promoted all these use cases through Africa of how they were going to proliferate. Nothing's happening. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that ICO phase is well, died off, but I don't know. I, I think in the same vein, like, I, I think there's a, a principled Bitcoin position, which, you know, is quite clear to you and I. But from a market position, you know, a lot of companies have a mandate to respond to what the market is asking for. You know, they're... There's yeah. always there's always going to be someone who's who's responding to demand, you know, like mm. that's how markets work, right? And if someone wants a shitcoin, there will be someone who will supply that shitcoin. And I think what we will see is that the this, the demand side decreases as people don't want that stuff anymore. They only want Bitcoin. And again, mm. and so they're still responding to a demand that they think is there. They're not ideologically mm. aligned to selling shit coins. That's just, that's what people, they think from their research, people are trying to buy and they want to mm. just offer as much as they can because they have to make money as a business. And so I think that can be problematic to, to pass judgment on that. Uh, if, if, mm. the, if that's what the consumers want, then someone's going to step up and supply it. And so the educational aspect of Bitcoin is more important and that's some of the work we've been trying to do with meetups and, and Kiwi mm. Bitcoin Guide and that but ultimately the market will speak and people say no we, we want Bitcoin that's all we want and the other stuff will just yeah. disappear man <laughs> it, 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 it's not it's not adversarial I don't think it's just yeah and I mean that is the history isn't it these coins just disappear they it's came just, in that first phase of because the first phase was Bitcoin imitations and then that failed and so then it was, oh, but this can do things that Bitcoin can't do, became the next thing. So Litecoin is interesting though, because it is a bit of, it's kind of like test, test net, because th- I'm pretty sure Litecoin implemented SegWit before Bitcoin did. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm not quite sure on the details, but possibly light, some of the Lightning stuff. They, oh, wow, really? But so, uh, definitely mm. um, SegWit. And that was, in a way, a very beneficial, because it, it was a kind of yeah. a, it was a low risk thing, and it's because Litecoin's very similar to Bitcoin code. Yeah. I mean, it was copy pasted, right? And so they could do SegWit on Litecoin, and it worked. And then that was what enabled them to be a bit more confident pull, pulling it into, Interesting. into Bitcoin. That's quite a wow! Well, I can see some value in that coin if it can be used that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, the Block Size Wars talks about it a little bit. Ah, really? Um, so I recall that bit. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll mm. put some notes in the in the show notes, but yeah. It, when you think of it like that, it's a bit less adversarial because I mean I'm not mm. I'm not worried that any of these are going to flip Bitcoin or whatever. It's more like yeah, they're, they're distractions and in some cases they can be useful as test nets or yeah. they can be useful examples of like what not to do. Because imagine uh, you know a situation where we didn't have Ethereum and then there was this great grand idea within Bitcoin that proof of stake would be a good idea, but there was no example of a failure. I think the argument against True. proof yeah, of stake some value there. The, mm. the argument against proof of stake mm. would be I think people would still align with proof of work, but it would it wouldn't be as clear as pointing to Ethereum and saying, Well, let's not do that. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, these are really good points and I agree. I, I, I guess I still feel adversarial. A lot of the thing that actually annoys me a bit is um just the clouding of the understanding. Like you talk to a new person and they've just 
uh, just you know I, I just feel like all of these things slow down bitcoin adoption because now we've got this barrier to get over to explain to people and there's no answer for that it doesn't mean i don't think they should have happened i mean it's a natural course of action when you have something new a new technology that's exciting and motivating then people are going to think that they can make it better and or make other ones that are better and i get that and that's got to happen and that's fine but it does disappoint me when you get you know somebody's put some money in one of these ponzi exchanges and lost it and then now you mentioned a bitcoin to that person and it's just poison in their eyes they're just like oh they're fuck that crypto shit and so you've just got this whole legion of people that have been burned by that and then it just it's going to be that much harder for them to come around a bitcoin but then it, maybe it goes back to what you're saying at the start you know and then they'll just end up being some of these people that it just happens to them yeah, and they never come back to that. Well, it's it's also the, the paradigm that they come into it with because you know they were never doing it right to start with. If they got if they got burnt on an exchange or something like that, they weren't mm. using it in the right way. And I think that's where, in a way, the sh- the shit coins have steel manned the Bitcoin argument. And I I wonder whether we would have gotten to where we are without this crypto cloud hanging hanging over there, like. You know, it's like the Galapagos Island effect where, you know, you've got these like creatures just evolving on their own little tree in, you know, some island in, mm. in, in the Pacific and they never get exposed to adversarial conditions and they become very vulnerable. And same with New Zealand, you know, like mm. the moa or something, you know, like it. Oh, we're a great example of that. Yeah, we struggle with it now, you know, constantly the pest control. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like the birds can't even fly, you know, like what, what kind of bird doesn't fly, you know? And it's like, being exposed to these adversarial attacks they're not even attacks really but like these kind of things in a way strengthens bitcoin and Mm. if you also contextualize it like where where are we at i'm really confident now that this next halvening that we're coming into man we've got so much more infrastructure and social social layer technology layer protocol layer Mm. all of it's there and it's not in its final form yet but it's a lot closer than say four three four years ago because if, yeah. if shit had popped off then, who knows? Like maybe, you know, we wouldn't have had Taproot. We wouldn't have had Lightning like we do. You know, how would merchants have done it? Would the mempool have ever cleared and we'd have, you know, these huge fees that wouldn't work because we wouldn't have had Lightning. And so like maybe the order of events has played out just correctly and that's kind of the way the universe is, I guess. Yeah, and I was just thinking yeah, that. Yeah, it's played out correctly because it, it's what it, it is. is the way that it is. Yeah. And that's how it's going to go. Yeah. And so, I mean, there is no judgment, you know, oh, what if 2018? So, like, no, I think it all happened and the rest of these coins will be a footnote. And I, again, I think that there's no, I mean, we call them shit coins, but I don't know. They're just this thing that's kind of, I think of them as like uh, um, unit tests on Bitcoin because if any of these other coins do something that, you know beats bitcoin or whatever we're just going to learn from it and we, and you yeah know? i've said that for a long time anything of value that comes out of an alternative coin will come to bitcoin yeah um i mean we already already seen it with the nfts you know yeah i mean pretty much most 99 percent of the world's nfts have gone to zero in value i suppose anyway but you know the second that these ordinals guys or whoever that worked i'm not technically across it but the second it became possible to inscribe or whatever um they swapped it and there was large ranges of nfts that migrated into ordinals like it was a 
beautiful manifestation of what I'd been predicting. Um, and it's going to be the same thing. I mean, I saw something the other day, and again, I technically don't understand some of these things, and I really read them and try, but there was something about that was sort of suggesting a, basically a smart contract type situation is very easy to implement without oh, yeah. a, without even a soft fork, like without even a, a bit point, a, a bit, but I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the second you can do something like something the second there's something on one of these other blockchains that you can do on bitcoin they'll all be there because why would you go to any less secure blockchain yeah and and i think also probably the the most difficult thing is that it seems confusing and there's no clear grand narrative there's no you know shining light that that is the only way because you know for for normal people man, it is confusing and i got all of this stuff going on alongside mm. war famine fucking all sorts of you know psyops going on and in a way like, i think that's actually the best way to emerge because if it emerges as a mm. grand narrative this kind of you know um socialist international thing and it's like this is the way it it doesn't reveal the nuance and the negotiation that needs to happen for a a large scale change to actually mm. activate it's the free market yeah. yeah you know like there's going to be actors and there's going to be people over here doing that and people over here doing that and the free market will speak and it just takes time to work through it and mm. it's, you know have a different time preference but ultimately I'm, I'm very excited and as i said i'm calling it man i, I think we're in it now uh, even though the halving is you know historically there's this kind of crash um as miners capitulate i think at least at a social technology layer we're in a better position than ever to handle mm. you know massive adoption and whether it's argentina or whatever south africa you know the next country i'm calling argentina personally i think that's that's going to come online in the next couple of weeks um and that'll be huge i mean this this is something else you know we've got el salvador which has been a pretty cool story so far argentina well that's, that's some serious well, stuff they're, they're a latent I mean, they were an advanced economy and they still mm. have a lot of that latent potential, you know, like, you know, if you just look at the architecture, you look at this, this you know, the, the, the farmland, I mean, it's huge. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, some of the biggest farmland in the world, you know, the Argentine. It used to be incredibly wealthy in the architecture and everything like this. It's a lot of money it's bound amazing up there. there. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, all of South America, I think, is, is really prime for this, mm. you know, Brazil, you know, the amount of natural resources that are in South America is just insane. It does seem like that's the prime place. I mean, we've already got it in sort of Latin America coming. Um, that That's going to be a huge Bitcoin area, Latin America, South America. But yeah, I mean, as I said, with, with just some of the signals I'm seeing, I'm, I'm feeling a spider sense that there's just been that slight change in perception. And with this most recent mm. shenanigans with the US and, and, and the Middle East and that, and I'm like, yeah... It's pretty clear that I've moved on to the next current thing. And, you know, yeah. Ukraine's old news. What's our next war? How can we keep paying? You know, who, who's paying for these wars? How's it all happening? I think those sorts of questions are starting to, yep. you yeah. know, formulate. And um, and we're also now seeing the, re the true reality being reflected of Bitcoin in terms of energy. Um, you know, it feels like that FUD has been soundly defeated, although... I'm sure Greenpeace will keep taking their ripple money and banging the drum, but um, but the stuff, the studies, and 
everything coming out now and it's going mainstream as well you're seeing them in big mainstream financial publications about what bitcoin really means for energy and it's awesome yeah and and i think probably my biggest takeaway is that understanding that you know normies normal people and i mean this is you know most people around us they will never see the thing that's coming it will just happen to them as, as we said and i think i trying to gauge something by the perception of those around you is a really good way to not you know be able to make use of, or it's a good way of not being able to uh be in a good position to, to accept mm. that new thing and to to take advantage of it you know like I think if you were to poll people and say, oh, you know, do you think Bitcoin is, is going to become the global reserve currency? Mm. Most people would say no. Um, that's not to say that it won't happen. It's mm. just that they think it won't happen. And you have to run the pr- probabilities on it. But as you and I have done the work and many of, you know, many people have, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to take, take, you know, take the crown. And 100% inevitable. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, maybe, um, maybe not a hundred percent, but it's a certainly a high percentage. And so, the question then becomes not what if, but well, what are you going to do about it? Because if there's mm-hmm. a, you know, if there's a ninety percent chance or a ten percent chance, okay, a ten percent chance that Bitcoin becomes the global reserve currency of the world in ten years, for example, and that's pretty pessimistic. But okay, what are you going to do over the next ten years? What sort of resources are you going to put into capitalizing on that? Because if you put even just one percent in let alone 10% of your own resources, you're already making a huge bet on the future because mm. it could really go, you know, it could be the biggest bet you ever make. That's interesting. It's not because it, it, it's not a binary. It's not like it will or it won't. It's like, well, what are the chances it will? And then that can start because is it zero or is it 100 or is it somewhere in the middle? Because if you are sure it's zero, then it's that's pretty close-minded, I think. But if it's a 1% chance, okay. You got you know one in one hundred chance this thing takes off. What are you going to do about it? Well, I was talking about this the other day. It's a very similar same thing. I was thinking about you know is Bitcoin going to succeed and become our unit of account or is it not? And to me, if it was not going, if it did not become the world's unit of account, Bitcoin ultimately basically failed. Um, to me, that's a disastrous outcome for the world. Like I feel like. It's a natural next step in our technology is the next hard, is the new hardest money, which is Bitcoin, from our last hardest money, which was the gold standard. Um, and so if, we, if that is not Bitcoin, then the next te- technological step is it's got to be some other kind of the next hardest money. There's nothing else in existence which it will be instead of Bitcoin. So the next hardest money is something that's not created yet. And I feel for that to come about, for it to be properly decentralized by Bitcoin and not controlled by an individual, um, that's now impossible because Bitcoin cat is out of the bag. And so anything that comes after it, it needs a marketing budget. It needs something. It can't just be organically produced and become like Bitcoin has. So for the next hardest money to happen in that way, I feel like the world would require basically disaster. So Bitcoin would fail and there would be a terrible period. I don't know how for, for how long, but the world would not, I don't believe a very good place as we descend into fiat chaos um, without Bitcoin there to save the world essentially. And so to me then that that, that moves you to a binary thing. So you're either going to be, Bitcoin's going to succeed or it's going to fail and eventually something else will come in its place, but it'll be a terrible place to live and it could go on forever or the world may not even survive that. And so that leaves you now and your personal decision now 
means that actually the high risk decision is not to store any of your wealth in Bitcoin because if Bitcoin fails, the world is a terrible place. Your wealth is gone no matter what it's stored in. If Bitcoin succeeds, obviously that's great. And so to me, the, the binary decision of should I store some or all of my wealth in Bitcoin is an easy one to make. So a couple of things regarding that. So firstly, I think a difference between the difference between risk and uncertainty. So um, this in this book, The Death of Money, the author talks about that quite a lot. You know, you, risk you can put a probability on, whereas uncertainty you, you can't. You know, you don't know what the probability of an uncertain mm. event is. And so what you, you said, though, about it being, you know, success or failure, I, I don't think those are the options because no matter what happens, I'll be running the node and the miner. And so Bitcoin literally can never go to zero unless there is some catastrophic meteor hit the earth type situation. But that's not so much a failure of Bitcoin, it's a failure of humanity. And so it, it isn't a binary. I think it is a, 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 a percentage somewhere in between. And if Bitcoin, I guess, doesn't end up being uh, the, the unit of account, for example, that doesn't mean that Bitcoin has failed. It might just mean that there's some other dynamic that we haven't anticipated and I wonder if another way of looking at it would be that the thing that comes after if, if Bitcoin isn't it it will be built by Bitcoiners you know just like that, yeah, that probably you know yeah. the, the, the e-cash and, and that stuff in the 90s didn't work out yeah for whatever reason you know Bitcoin doesn't uh, achieve absolute dominance which is kind of the question you know because that is a yes no thing is it absolutely dominant or not maybe the thing that actually does become absolutely dominant is built off the back of Bitcoin. Maybe it's a hard fork. Maybe it's something else. But there, there will be a lineage there. I don't think it'll be like, mm. oh, Bitcoin's... Mm. Have, yeah. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto stood on the shoulders of those 90s giants. Yeah. And 100%. Although I think... Yeah, I guess, I guess I can't see that being a thing where Bitcoin is not totally dominant but still exists and has some value. I feel like it... I personally feel like it is kind of binary. Every day that Bitcoin's not dead, then it's everything. Like if it's not going to zero, then it's going to infinity. That is that is my my kind of position. So on this that. direction out. So the vector could be binary, but the absolute uh, you know usage in that I think is somewhere in between. You know, like there there will be some some guy somewhere who doesn't know about it, who isn't using it. That doesn't mean that Bitcoin is, hasn't won. And arguably, I mean, maybe we look back, it already has one, you know, maybe getting through the last couple of years has been the, it's passed through the filter. And now it's just a matter of time. Well, maybe, not Svanholm says that, you know, he's yeah. like, we're, 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 we are experiencing hyper-Bitcoinization right now. That's what he says. You just don't really recognize it because you think it's, maybe you have this slight fantastical vision of it's going to be this amazing time when we're in hyper-Bitcoinization. But actually, no, this is what it looks like. It's just the beginning, but this is what it looks like. Yeah, and, and again, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I think there's still a lot of work to be done, man. Like, you know, we can't just sort of turn this thing on. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of tech and a lot of work to be done, a lot of proof of work to be put in, uh, whether it's Bitcoin businesses, apps, wallets, software tech you know all of the, the the full tech stack needs to be built out and that takes time mm. and in a way we've been given time and mm. we can be very thankful for that because if we hyper bitcoinize and we don't have the full stack that could actually be messy and we've got mm. people competing to get on chain you know prior to lightning yeah everyone's trying to go on chain it, you know it wouldn't have worked and then that would have caused 
maybe those billiard board balls would have mm. had gone out in a way that we couldn't have imagined. But given that we've got time now, we've got stuff like lightning and the different layer twos, different different things that are now available. And maybe there's a few other things we need that we don't know about just yet. Maybe more than a few, I reckon. I can't wait. I'm excited because this is not just a replacement of money, a replacement of this. You know, this is huge. Like you know, when they when they were when they were in message boards on a black and white screen in the internet in 1989 or something, you know, they kind of envisioned YouTube. what we were going yeah. to build with this thing Zoom. and how it was, yeah. And that's where we are now, you know, and that's why I love reading it. Oh, and I've mentioned this before, Andreas Antonopoulos' Internet of Money series because he touches on this kind of stuff really well. And he speculates with a few fantastical theory, theories around like the flow of value and streaming money in waves and things like this, which really get my mind boggling. It's fantastic. Um, but then he also, and, you know, he was the one who really taught me about the comparisons with the internet. And he talks about, you know, back in those days, like, you know, they started streaming cat videos and he, and there was a panic that the the internet can't scale because if everyone puts a cat video on the internet, there's too much. It's never going to scale, you know? And so we just... We're just working through all of those same problems in Bitcoin, you know. It couldn't scale then, and then we found second layer of lightning and these things. And, you know, I, I personally, I don't think lightning's going to be a 100-year solution. There's going to be all sorts of awesome solutions people come up with in these second, third, fourth layers. Um, and it's just going to be a constant, you know, cat, solving the cat video problems. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be fun to be a part of. Yeah, no, I'm really excited, and I think... it. It'll be uh, it'll be great uh, great to recap. I think maybe after after the the, the bit Kiwi that's coming up, um, and just maybe circle back to some of the and celebrate some of the, the stuff mm. that's come out of even just a little old New Zealand. Um, yeah, because there's certainly a lot of stuff here, and, and as we mentioned, a lot of stuff that hasn't quite made it public yet. But a lot of projects that are really cool that will bring a lot of value. And man, the timing couldn't be better. Because mm. I think, you know, we're going to head into that halving. We're going to head into um, a beautiful new future, a bright orange future. And um, I don't know. It's like a lot of hope. Mm. Feel it's like it really, is. Yeah, are you feeling that around you? Yeah, like, man. It's, it's very motivating. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, look, we'll wrap it there. Um, it was good to catch up and um, uh, and talk through a few of these things. And um, I hope, hopefully, um, yeah, you can get a few people along to Bit Kiwi next weekend up in, up in Auckland. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us on again, Cody. Thank you, as always. All right, cheers. Thank you for listening. I do hope you enjoyed the show. I am Cody Allingham, and that was the transformation of value. If you'd like to get in touch, please send me an email at hello at the transformation of value.com, and I will get back to you.